This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Monday and Friday videocast brought to you by Frontline Gaming, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. We also manufacture the very cool FOG mats and ITC terrain, run events like the upcoming SoCal Open and Las Vegas Open, which SoCal Open is not that far away now. You definitely want to grab those tickets. And of course, Las Vegas Open, uh, a lot of the events are already sold out, but we do have room in the main events such as the 40K Championships, the uh, Age of Sigmar Championships, and uh, War Machine Hordes uh, tournaments, the big, the big ones, although they are filling up. So please grab your tickets. And hey, everybody, I'm back. He's back from the dead. Back from the dead like Jon Snow. Not back oh. from the dead like, oop, not going to do it. Spoiler. Not going to do it. By the way, Dom, you son of a... He spoiled this episode on Facebook, and I just happened to see it. I was like, damn you. Yeah. Uh, well, this this episode leaked like a week ago. So yeah. Like, spoilers like all week long. I was like I don't, staying away from Facebook. I was like, nope. I don't check nope. Facebook very often. Like, I don't look at like just my feed. And I, just, I was like, I can't remember what I was doing. I was like flying to Gen Con or something. I was bored. And I just saw it, and I was like, no. So watching it last night, everyone else was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) damn it. Uh, But it was a great episode. For sure. Really good. It was really stepping it up. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you definitely want to check it out. We will not spoil it. But uh, all kinds of awesome stuff to talk about for today's show. But the main topic of conversation, what is this I hold in my greedy little clutches? It's a book. It is. But what kind of book? The kind that you read, okay. most likely. You are selling it. Uh, it is the General's Handbook 2017. Hotly anticipated. People have been waiting this for quite some time. And it's the 2017 book that oh, comes out in so August. Just say it. In August. Of when? 2017. This year, on the order 2017. But isn't it funny? It's like almost, the year's almost over. Yes, well. Take that. Here's your book. And it's it's no, funny because like almost everybody calls it General Sandbook 2. Yes. But, I mean, whatever. It's General Sandbook 2017, mm-hmm. and it'll be here until the next one, which Ooh, I assume which will be in 2018, be but we'll see. Towards the end. So, um, well, let's talk about the General Sandbook 2017. So, uh, we've obviously had access to it for a while. Uh, there'll be a really, I hope, informative article about playing the free peoples using the new General Sandbook 2017. Uh, hitting the Warhammer community site, I would assume, in the next couple of days. So keep your eye out for that. Um, I, that was a good one. Every now and then, every now and then you're writing one, you're like, this is, this is especially no, good. It probably was really bad. I forget who I'm talking to. No, you've never had that feeling. <laughs> 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 um, and kind of went into depth about uh, the General's Handbook, how it affects free peoples specifically. And I was talking about um, how my list would change if I were to use their allegiance abilities and not because the big thing in the general sandbook 2017 is allies um obviously they went in they updated a lot of points um i haven't done like a comprehensive search 
of like every unit. I was looking at the units I play, which is the way uh, most people do it. Uh, a lot of the free people stuff got cheaper. Um, most notably, the Demigriff Knights went down like um, 40 points. Yeah. Like, Thank God they needed it. Yeah. They, they're really tough. They just don't do any damage. And now they still don't do any damage, but they're cheap. Cheaper. Yeah. So it's like if you were inclined to use them, um, they're a really good speed bump. They're really good for going getting objectives because they are really hard to kill. Yeah. They just still don't really do any damage. Um, I guess now you just have more points to put into other stuff. Yeah, but a lot of things went down in points. Like Brandon's army went down significantly. Significantly. Like, holy crap. But the thing, and, and <laughs> it's, like it's really funny too because obviously Age of Sigmar is not played by as many people as 40K. So the amount of feedback that you would generate on a game like that is less. And it's really interesting to see how opinions vary from place to place. Like in a lot of places, uh, here in the southern United States, southwest United States, we play a lot of, um, there's a lot of death players that play in the gash, like, yeah. like Brandon. They do really well. They're the best, the best death players in the area, especially after the nerf to Tomb Kings. And in other places, they think the gash is terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so funny how your perception shapes your reality because we, you and I know, like, like he's terribly powerful. And it's, it's like, of the game usually comes down can I kill him on turn two or not? If I do, I win. If I don't, I lose. You know, it's like that. that's kind of the game because he's so powerful, he just goes in and kills everything. But in other places, they're like, oh, no one's playing him, so he's bad, so therefore let's lower the points. And I'm like, wow. You know, it is. Perception shapes reality. And without more of a larger sample set, I mean, that's just what it is. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, yeah, Brandon's army got cheaper. My army got significantly cheaper, except... Uh, the Celestial Hurricanum got significantly more expensive, which it should have. Mm-hmm. It's too good. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't the, even think it went up enough. I didn't, the like, points yeah, yeah. didn't fix that. It, it needed to be... It's mortal wound damage output needed to go down. Yeah. That, that was what it needed. Um, but the, they only changed one war scroll in the whole game in General Sandbox 2017. Mm-hmm. And that was the Thunderers, which is good. Thank goodness. That was a good one. Uh, because they're like, yeah, everyone was just taking the same weapon on the unit. Which duh, yeah, right. Like that's really good. that's yeah. obvious. Like it's like same with the Devastator Squad. Even now, when you can shoot each weapon at a different target, you still take the same all, the same weapon on the unit. It's just more efficient. Yeah, right. The range bands are the same. Uh, a lot of the times, you only have one or two viable targets to shoot at, and it's like if you've got a multi melt plasma cannon, las cannon, and heavy bolter, it's not efficient to shoot them all at the targets that you have. One of them might be out of range. Um, it still makes sense to have pretty much all the same weapon every now and then maybe you'll mix in one other weapon yeah like I was try- I was experimenting with three last cannons and a single missile launcher to take advantage of the flak missile um, stratagem and then there's a specific instance where it might make sense but they changed the thunder um, war scroll to give you a re- an, uh, to give you an incentive to take all the different weapons and actually limit you to the weapons which is smart yeah and then you <laughs> then you get like combos like if this hits and that hits it does this for the other gun um which is cool because the problem was you know taking all mortars and then stacking aether chemists on them yeah but i think the coolest thing about this book is like all the different artifacts and stuff that you get for your army special rules all that um basically it's like the stormcast eternal book that came out where they had millions of options now all the other factions get a bunch of options as well not all. Well, a lot of them. Not all. So it's really interesting the way they break it down. And, and uh, Frank, Frankie's right. Like, the book is great, right? Like, it's it's only giving you stuff. It's not really taking anything away except for the Thunderers. Um, 
And what it's giving you is, is, is uh, command traits, allegiance abilities, battle traits. It's a new kind of a cool thing where it's like an army-wide ability. Um, it's giving you uh, artifacts, um, all kinds of fun stuff. And for those of you who don't know, command traits are kind of like a warlord traits. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Um, but it's always on, right? Whereas your command ability, you have to trigger it by using it. And then a battle trait is like an army-wide ability if you have all the same allegiance. And some of the allegiances, there's a new one for order. Like order gave you Defiant Avengers. It's like basically the one I used to just take where it's uh, reroll battle shock. Like yeah. that was the one I used to choose. And I'm like, oh, now I just get it for free if I'm ordered. And then they get uh, all kinds of cool new command traits. The one that I think is bananas, game-changingly good for order, especially if you play a horde army like Free Peoples, is the inspiring uh, command trait where it's a six-inch bubble around your general and you ignore Battleshock. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, Battleshock in that game is huge. Um, so if you just ignore it, it's pretty powerful. <laughs> and it's not like 40K where you have like, and they show no, no fear, except, well, now you do. You have Defiant Avengers, which all order units get. Um, but you don't have the ability to ignore it. There's no stratagems. There's no command points. So you can't just go, oh, I'm going to spend two command points and ignore Battleshock. So if you have a big unit and they take 10, 12 casualties, they're going to explode. Yeah. You know, they're going to lose, you know, a, a crap ton of dudes. They're going to run away. And that's how you tend to deal with hordes. But if you ignore Battleshock, you got to kill them to the last guy. Yeah. So it... And it made it difficult to play Horde Armies. So I'm actually happy to see this because a lot of Order Armies are Horde Armies, which seems strange, but because um, most people play um, Stormcast Eternals, which are like the Space Marines of Age of Sigmar. Uh, but for, the, for people who play Hordes, like now Fire Slayers are a Horde Army. Um, free people are definitely a Horde Army. You, I, my, most of my units are like 20, 30, 40 strong. So it's like, oh, I took 20 casualties. You're like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead. But um, I don't know, it might have gone too far the other direction because that was like the only weakness my army had. Yep, now you, st now you have to kill him down to the last guy. Or you kill the general, difficult. or you kill the general, which is actually hard to do uh, because there's not as much shooting in the game as there is in 40K. So yep. even though your, your characters can't hide in Age of Sigmar, you can target them. Most armies don't have the ability to actually do that because like your archers and stuff yeah. are not in range. And it's, it's interesting, the only real threat to me is another free people's army who shoots their rockets at my general and just blow him up. Yeah, um, I mean, like, there are some armies that don't even have shooting, so. Yep, and, that, and that's a great point. Now you do, because with the allies, mm -hmm. um, if you take your allegiance uh, ability in the, in the book, like armies like Iron Jaws or um, some corner armies, so they have their, their Cannon of Corn, which is a great shooting unit. Um, like Iron Jaws, it's the really cool orc faction, like the new orcs. Literally no shooting, none at all. And they only have like two wizards that can shoot like arcane bolt. Yeah. So, and it's like basically zero shooting in their whole army. And that sucks. It made them, it, it just, it made the army too one dimensional and it really, really made it hard to win with the army. Yeah. Uh, but now you can take in, in a match play game at 2000 points, which is the standard size. Now you can take in 400 points of allies and not lose your ally um, abilities or your allegiance abilities. So for armies like Iron Jaws, it's only awesome because now they can take in like bolt throwers or like rock lavas or arch arbor boys as they call them. Mm -hmm. um, or like, you know, you, you might, I think you can fit Cunning Rock in there. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, you can fit in like a unit. But um, 
But yeah, I mean, it is really good. They could do it before, but like we said, they lost like abilities for like certain attachments and stuff like that. And yep. now you can actually take those units without any penalty. So right. It's really good. Right. So for an army like that, or like our buddy Scott, who plays Night Haunts, um, no shooting. Nope. Um, and then there's some armies where you can only get your really cool unit as your troops or your battle line. If you were in your allegiance, like, um, um, I can't remember what the, it's the death faction that has all the vampires. And you have these badass vampire knights that you could take a troop, uh, uh, blood knights, blood knights yeah. who are crazy good. They're really powerful. But uh, if you took any other units, you couldn't take them as battle line. But the thing is, they're so expensive, you don't want to take them all as battle line. You only take, want to take like one or two units. Yeah. So now you could take in some allies of battle line, just like like skeletons or zombies or whatever. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, it makes your army so much better. And it makes a lot of these little factions playable in a competitive setting. Whereas before... You could if you were playing for fun, but if you wanted to win more games than you lost, not really, because it was just too one-dimensional. Your faction was too small. Yeah. So for most armies, it opens up a lot of options, and I think it's going to make the game really fun and more diverse. So I'm really happy for that. And again, the command traits are badass. The artifacts of power are badass. They're really, really good. Um, there's a, dude, there's a command trait for the free peoples that like boggled my mind. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. No, dude, there's one. It's plus one to the save of all units within six inches of your general. Yeah. That's like plus one. That's like your space marines all become terminators. Oh, yeah. No, like I was your sword guys with the shields what? become very Two up re-rollable yes. save with Mystic Shield. Yep. I was like, what? But the thing is, I would never, it, depending on the matchup, I don't think I would ever give up Fearless. It's just too good. No, no like, it's really not worth it. Like, a three up re-rolling ones is pretty powerful yeah you don't really need the two up yeah and swordsmen are so good yeah and now that you and then one of the other really things that i thought super cool in age of sigmar is melee units are strictly inferior to shooting units uh because in age of sigmar whether it was intended or not you can shoot into and out of combat so there's no hiding from yeah. a shooting unit at, at all so shooting units are just better yeah, shooting units, you can't lock them in combat because they can still shoot you. So even when you're locked in combat, they get to shoot you and hit you in close combat. You're yeah. like, ouch. Because everyone's like, oh, but they're not good in combat. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I shoot you, then I punch you. Yeah. I'm better, strictly better than the melee version of the same thing. Yep. And that's why you tend to see so many um, shooting armies and why line of sight blocking terrain, much like 40K, is very important in Age of Sigmar. Yep. Like when I play my army, it's a hardcore shooting army. I, I put terrain on the table. I'm like, let's make this fun. Because otherwise, I'm just going to blast you. Um, and and it, they gave you an incentive to take big blocks of troops. Uh, they're putting in more morale uh, uh, mitigators. The points get less yep. for bigger blocks of units, um, which is really good. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. If you take a full-size melee unit, you get a significant points reduction. Yep. Um, like an example of my swordsman, if I would go up to a unit of 40, the last 10 are half price. Yeah, and for some units, it's even less. Like the half or the last like 10 are only like a third of the price yeah. of the rest of the units. So it, you save a lot for sure. And it gives you, it kind of brings the game back away from like MSU shooting or whatever the heck it was. It kind of brings it back towards like big units of melee warriors, which is kind of the point of uh, a fantasy battle game is it's not supposed to be run and gun like yeah. skirmish shooting like a four, it's like a 40k game almost so I, I, I like that a lot and it, but the thing is you needed a, you needed something because big units of troops are just so vulnerable to the rules of the game 
you know, like a lot of them don't get to swing in combat. Yep. Um, if they take heavy losses, they're going to explode to morale. And a lot of the uh, factions in the game get uh, ways to mitigate that. Like you can use uh, inspiring presence more than once, which makes a unit fearless. Yeah. Um, uh, reroll morale. There's a lot of that. You know, cheaper units of big, uh, big bricks of infantry. So I think that's really positive because I would love to see more melee in, in the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's really that big of a change to make it to where you're going to see a lot more melee. Like, I still think shooting is by far better than close combat, even with that kind of points reduction. Because now you have to take, in order to get those points reductions, you have to take a max unit. And some of these max units are like 60, 50. You're like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of guys. Yeah. So you're paying a lot of points for these big units. Granted, they're going to be like invincible and really hard to kill, but... Um, the shooting, you can take the same amount of points on a shooting unit like a, and get like four units. And well, then, and then with the shooting so. units, they're, they're engaging you quicker because they're longer range. Exactly. And yeah. every guy gets to shoot and every guy gets to do this. And yeah. The, the shooting, in my opinion, is it's too good. just a lot better than yeah. close combat. But the close combat units hit really freaking hard, like bloodletters and stuff like that. They, really they can. Yeah. They can. Yeah. And then zombies, like in a big unit of zombies... Uh, they're like one of the best units in close combat. They're hitting on twos, like wounding on threes. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely good. I just don't know if it's really enough. Like maybe, maybe it shouldn't have been like a max unit, but maybe for like every thirty, you get like a points reduction or something like that. I think that might have been a little bit better, but I mean, who knows? It, it's it's definitely a start, and yeah, I think sure. it's gonna. I think that this General Sandbook 2017 is only gonna get, make the game more fun. Oh yeah. So in that regard massive two thumbs up oh, yeah. like like you're saying there's a couple things that if i had a magic wand i would have gone a little further mm -hmm. but i don't this is it's there's nothing bad here no um I mean, that's any game i mean anybody can look at a game and be like oh i would have done this different yeah who knows what went into it or anything like that well i actually had a chance i was chit-chatting with the i was at gen con yeah. uh, which was great if you haven't been you should go it's kind of like a gamer mecca a tabletop gaming mecca mecca trip uh if you're uh, in north america there are bigger um, I, I, in Germany, in Germany, it's, it's Essen. I think it's, that's what it's called. It's like two hundred thousand people. It's ridiculous. That's absurd. That yeah. is dwarfs Comic Con. Oh yeah. And uh, and uh, Gen Con was like eighty thousand unique. It sold out um, mm -hmm. over the weekend. It didn't sell out Thursday, Friday, but Saturday, Sunday it did. And wow, it, it's so much fun. It's great. Like I was there for work, right? I, I was. Uh, I definitely had fun while I was there, but it, I was definitely there to work. I but. I, I would love to go just to like cruise around and check things out. There was an Age of Sigmar tournament. There was a 40K tournament, um, which I did. I stopped by and said hello. Mm -hmm. Looked like they were having a great time. There was all kinds of like Infinity, table, uh, collectible card games, Steamforge games. So you could go play in a tournament and then also go check out the con. Yeah. And there's so much to see and do there. Um, really, really good time. But I was chit-chatting with the GW guys about General's Handbook 2017. And uh, got a lot of insights and stuff and their opinions and perspectives. So it, it was really, it was really fun. It, um, it opened to my eyes a couple of things I had missed yeah. uh, in it. And as to some of the, like, the reasoning why, which was really cool. But uh, ultimately, I think this is, this is a great product. It's a good book. If you like, yeah. if you like Age of Sigmar, you're going to want to pick it up. You kind of have to pick it up, quite frankly, because <laughs> uh, it updates yeah, the points. The points in, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's new missions in it. They're very similar to General's Handbook. Uh, original missions they're just refined I think yeah. that they're better it also gives you a bigger portfolio of missions to choose from if you're running an event um, a lot of the monsters went down in price which was a big 
point of feedback from the community. Very good. A lot of the monsters people felt were too expensive for what you got. Uh, and a lot of them went down, again, the free peoples. The, the general on a griffin, who I honestly thought was already fairly priced, mm-hmm. um, went down 40 points. Yeah, if you look across the board, I think like 40 to 60 was about the average points that they were reducing a lot of things or increasing. Um, so when you go through it, it'll probably be about 40 points. Did you notice that for the guys you used to? Yeah. Yep. Like uh, a lot of the chaos units, like the Zanger Skyfires went up in points. and they went up As like, they I mean, needed I to. I believe they went up 60. Um, they either went up 40 or 60. Um, so yeah, that, that was about the amount that they were reducing and increasing things. Which is yeah, really the, gen- cool. the Celestial Hurricane went up 60, yeah. which is fair. And that was one of the points when I was talking to him, I was like, you know, because they were asking me like, like, oh, what do you think about for the free peoples? I was like, you know what? I was like, my army didn't really change. Yeah. I was like, because the free people is, is like a legacy army. It was the empire. And I was like, I have an empire army. It looks like an empire army, but only half of my points are spent on free peoples. Yeah. I was like, the other half of my points is on the Celestial Hurricane and artillery. Which is totally fits the theme. Oh yeah, 100%. I was like, I was like, but for me to actually play a free people's allegiance army, I'd have to drop like the most powerful crap in my army. Yeah, the same thing goes for my warden. Like all my artillery pieces, Iron Weld Arsenal. Warden. Yeah, they're a different faction, and they don't fit into the four hundred points. So like, you are gonna see a lot of lists change because a lot of the factional war or rewards are like super powerful. Like the different things that you get access to for taking an entire faction are worthwhile. So I think that's great because now you actually have a hard decision. You're not just gonna be like, well, I'm gonna take the best things. You're gonna be like, well, man, I could get this really good thing if I take all these guys. So I'm, I'm interested to see what's gonna change. Um, and hopefully it, hopefully with the change to Zangers, you're not just seeing a million Zangers. Yeah, well, you can't take as many <laughs> Skyfires anymore. Yeah. And like, for example, like you make a good point, the Slusher Hurricane, which I think is the most ubiquitous model in the game. I think you see it in the most armies of any, of oh, any yeah, model 100%. in the game because it's ridiculously powerful. I use one myself. It takes up your entire ally slide. So it's like, if you're playing Sylvaneth and you took a Celestial Hurricane, which most Sylvaneth players do, you're like, oh, cool. I, I get all my Allegiance abilities and the Celestial Hurricane. You only got better. But if yeah. you're like a, like a Free People's Army or, or a lot of um, uh, 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 Dark Elf armies, which are now called the Dispossessed uh, or the Exiled, and then the Dwarves who are using it too, now it's only, it's kind of like, not worth it yeah if you want your allegiance abilities because it takes up all your allies so um, some armies i think benefited more and other armies benefited a little bit less yeah what what i was hoping to see was to see some of the factions get squished back together you know what i mean like the devoted of sigmar the free peoples the collegiate arcane and the the iron well like artillery they should just be like free people or dwarven yeah like there's no reason that it should be its own I mean, in it's, my opinion the crew are literally free people models or dwarden models and yeah. they used to be in your army so it's like if those were in your army these this would be amazing but when I, and i'm saying specifically for us yeah because yeah. frankie plays dwarves i play free people so for me i'm like my list didn't actually change like the slusher hurricane got more expensive yeah and then my swordsman got cheaper so now instead of 20 i have 40 swordsmen mm-hmm. who are fearless infinitely better and then i dropped a cannon in order to make the room and accommodate for the increased price in the social hurricane. So my, my offense went down a little bit, but my defense went dramatically up. So I was like net gain yeah. and my army almost did not change in composition. For sure. And that's, that's the thing that I've been seeing most of all is like people are picking it up and they're like, Oh man, only 400 points of allies. And they're like, wait a minute, my army doesn't change at all. I'm just, I just won't use the special abilities. Yeah. But if you want to take the special abilities, it's definitely worthwhile because a lot of them are 
crazy powerful. Like, yep. The three people one is insane. Like some of their special things that they get are like, wow. But the, the fearless one yeah. is a general order one now. So yeah. it's, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, you lose access yeah. to that. But um, there's other ways to mitigate around stuff. But yeah. anyways, overall, General's Handbook is amazing. We're still loving Age of Sigmar. We play it quite frequently. Um, it's such a fun game. And I think this is just going to make it better. So. Yeah, I, I give it two thumbs up. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, if you're a fan of the game, like Frankie said, definitely want to pick it up. And I, I am curious to see how it will affect the armies that were not using allies, because I think that's where you're going to see the biggest change. And I think we're going to see people coming in and going like, ooh, now I can use my Flesh Eater courts with some other cool death stuff to give me some shooting. Um, and, and I think that will make other armies more viable. And then if you've already got a good army, you don't have to change anything really, probably. Yeah. Good. So good to go. Uh, awesome. Hopefully we'll uh, get some more questions in chat about that. Be happy to answer them. Uh, but also we wanted to let you know there are other things up for pre-order. Uh, you, of course, can pick this up in the uh, store.frontlinegaming.org. 15% off, free shipping within the continental United States on orders over $99. There's a ton of new starter start collecting sets, mm -hmm. like one with all the wizards. Yep. Um, the one that I liked the most was the one with the... Um, uh, the uh, Minotaurs and the uh, Sigor Centigor. Yeah. Because uh, I, I want to make a, a Minotaur uh, or a Beastman army. And then they got a Beastman and Legion Straits in here. Yeah. And they will take advantage of the allies because you could throw in some Minotaurs and um, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think those little boxes actually are fit in the allies points wise. Just That's doing good. some mental arithmetic, I'm like, well, I think that might actually be about 400 points. Um, so yeah, definitely take a look at that. Uh, if you want to get into to Age of Sigmar, now is a really good time to do it. Uh, and then those box sets are at a discount from GW, and then we further discount it with our own. Yep. Uh, so you can get a really good price. Save some money. Also, the Urban Chaos FLG mat is uh, out now. Uh, it's turned out to be very popular. It's a beautiful mat. Uh, it's really cool urban scene with a chaos-y kind of thing going on. Uh, looks like the city is being like been possessed, and there's all kinds of uh, evil forces Ooh, at work. Monstrous forces. Demonic forces, perhaps. One would say. Perhaps. It's very chaotic and crazy. Check it out. Yep. I've uh, been reading a lot of Michael Moorcock novels. Mm, that was my favorite. <laughs> uh, book, right? Yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Not Michael Sparks or <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> that would be amazing if a Nicholas Sparks book took a turn for the chaos. It just goes super dark. She's yeah. like, and then Noah looked longingly into Deborah's eyes. And a demon came out of her mouth. He's like, oh, God. He's like, no, not like this. He's like, my heart will not go on because you ripped it out of my chest and I'm dead. <laughs> big I'm like, yes, Nicholas Sparks book I can get into. Uh, tons of events this weekend. Holy crap. We've got, I don't know, 20 events, including a major, the Brawl 2017 in Buffalo, New York, and the Ooh. GT, the Gateway GT at uh, Siege World in St. Louis, Missouri. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Gen Con was really cool. Yeah. Saw a ton, a ton of cool stuff. Um, uh, saw the new Legion uh, Star Wars Ventures game. That game looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, saw a lot of the new uh, Hawk War games goodies going on. Uh, Drop Fleet Commander uh, continues to be very popular. Uh, tons of stuff. Uh, went, <laughs> went out, had a good time on Saturday night. Uh, turns out Phil Kelly of Games Workshop is a freaking hustler at Street Fighter 2. Took me. He's like, he's like, you know, let's just put some money on. Yeah, you're right, dude. Well, there's a really wow. cool bar in um, in uh, Indianapolis called Tappers. Yeah. 
And all the video games are free. And they have six-player X-Men, the original. Yeah, you just have to buy beer. Bitch, buy beer. Right? Yeah, you just have to alcohol. buy it. I was like, oh, gee whiz, I got to buy beer to play free video games. Oh, darn. Um, but yeah, Phil was like, nope. He's like, oh, that old combo, not going to work. Nope, <laughs> nope. I was like, are you – we were like, what the hell is going on? I had to cheese him out with uh, – with Ryu, where you do the high kick, low kick, and then do a throw a fireball before they get up. It took me like 10 tries to beat him. That was really funny. Uh, and then did karaoke with some of the privateer press guys. Oh, uh, I that am, had to be glorious. I am not a good singer. You know, with the way your voice sounds, I would think you'd be an excellent singer. Mm, especially after, uh, oh, this bar also had 50 cent beers. Oh, so that even better. took a predictable course. <laughs> glorious. Predictable course there. Uh, but yeah, really good time and uh, saw tons of cool games. Thank you to everybody who took the time to talk to me. Uh, the new Wild West Exodus stuff looks amazing. Yeah, the uh, miniatures for that game look amazing. I met, really the, I met the sculptor. Well, nice. He's a young guy and he sculpted almost every single model in the range by himself. That's impressive. I was that like, wow. Uh, it looks really good. It's getting a lot of support. Um, God, it was so, it, it's like hard to remember everything that went on um, yeah. if anybody I mean, has any thousands of companies there <laughs> yeah like, it, it is a truly a spectacle yeah. uh, uh if anybody you stop by a uh, drop fleet i did I went and said hi to dave and the guys um yeah, the new drop zone commander demos what they were doing i did get a chance to check it out yeah but um yeah they continue to do high quality work as always there's a, a ton of people playing uh, drop fleet nice they're um, got a chance to go check out the Weird booth. Uh, Their booth recently. is incredible at Gen Con. They go pretty so cool. They go pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, anybody, if uh, you guys have any questions for us in the chat, let us know, um, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, playing a little bit of catch up after being gone. Uh, what does the General's Handbook release mean for the Compendium units? Uh, they're not in here. That's a good point. There is no Compendium units in the General's Handbook 2017. Uh, Tau Fandru says Compendium are being released as a PDF online on GW site. Sweet. For free, there you go. Archon 91, I'm trying to build a list of Drukari based on Drezar. Excuse me, but after looking at his, his, his passive, passive. It becomes obsolete after Power From Pain turn three and his aura and his playback abilities trigger on moon rolls instead of hit rolls. So is there really a reason to even bother with Drazer? Yes. Well, he makes he, your He's a badass. Yeah, and in most cases, uh you're gonna be charging with your incubi before turn three. So he makes them buff up until that turn, in which case his aura doesn't do anything. But he himself is like an incubi unit by himself. He's just running around chopping people up. Uh Drazor is really good. Um but the like I said, in most cases in uh eighth edition, you're charging turn one, turn two. So his aura still takes effect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thrillin. The index says demon summoning requires the new unit to be entirely within 12 inches of the character. So does the online version of the new CSM codex print version, however, omits the word entirely. Uh, I don't know what the intent is on that, but we can find out. I, I believe it is entirely within so that you don't conga line a unit across the table. That'd be stupid. Yeah, I don't think they were changing it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a mistake. Even if it's even if it's not, if it says within twelve inches, that means that the edge. All it means is that you can be one base base length further. If it still says you must be within twelve inches of the character, that means at best the back tippy tip of your base can be within twelve inches. If it's entirely within, the entire base must be within. So it doesn't make that big of a difference. You still must be nine inches away from the enemy. Uh, it doesn't change that much. 
Uh, Zero Charisma is saying, why do I keep wanting to make a five demon prince in Chaos Knight Army? Uh, because that would be a fun modeling project and it would look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, a knight army won an event yeah. this past weekend. Yeah, I can't fun. remember which one, but it was um, three night. It was two knights, Magnus, Brimstones, and the Changeling. Very good. Yeah. Very yeah. good army. Um, Demon princes are amazing. So. Demon princes are really good, and now with the new chaos decks, I've been oh. running one um, with uh, just the axe of corn on foot. That's because the way it's the, the model is modeled. Yeah. And it is. He's actually really good, and he's dirt cheap because um, the, the axe went down to a reasonable points yeah. cost uh and pablo says it was the capital city bloodbath in canada so well done i think that's the the one of the first big events we've seen actually won by nice the um, yeah. but it, you know i'm sure that the brims and the changeling helped maybe a little bit a lot maybe a little bit. yeah uh and now they get legion traits says very yeah, yes mm -hmm. yeah i run in my kdk army I run one with world eaters because that's obviously fits the theme. Uh, plus one attack on the charge with that axe is no joke. Uh, TFG Radio says, will GW continue to make FAQ changes based on public outcry, i.e. berserkers as elite slash troops? Um, possibly. I mean, I wouldn't. What I public know. outcry? What do you think people are upset because their berserkers are no longer troops? No, no, no. He's saying that. Do you think GW is going to keep releasing these FAQs that fix those things that people are complaining about? Well, the thing is, you got to remember the Chaos Codex is not a codex for um, all of the legions. Uh, GW, GW FAQ'd it. The berserker thing. Oh really? Did yeah. I, was that while I was gone? Mm -hmm. Oh, what what is it? Do you want to educate uh, me? I believe they said that they can be taken as troops. I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on I that. was uh, gone, so I'm a little out of the loop here, but um, let us know, guys. Let us know what the FAQ says, because I'd love to learn. Yeah. Uh, no, they're not. How opens the hell shows storage? Um, yeah, well, you know what? I'll look it up off air uh, if nobody has the answer offhand. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, Berserkers are troops Thanks. now, says Algradas Vitas. Um, now, is that for... Is there a condition on that? Like, is it only for world eaters? I don't remember. Because that's the way it was in the index. I don't remember off the top of my head. It would make sense that it would only be for world eaters. Um, but I am not Yeah, sure. world eaters. There you go. Okay. Instead of elites. Well, <laughs> boom. There you go. In your face, as the greats say. This is the great Marco says. Well, hey, there you go. That, um... Boom. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good night. Uh, we'll be playing a game tonight with Reese's Night Lords. Uh, the community voted for, there was a tie between Night Lords and Chaos. So luckily Night, Night Lords are Chaos. <laughs> we voted between Night Lords and Chaos? It was a tie. Uh, my Night Lords army is not even close to being done. That's fine. The, I, I played I my mean, sisters like, that weren't even close. No, I mean, they're not even like, my Terminator bomb is not even assembled. Boom, and bases, that, baby. Well, that's what people want to see. I literally haven't even clipped them off the sprue yet. These are Native American guys. They're in playtesting, I was playing, I was proxying them. Um, Boom. So the army that everybody wants to see, I don't even have the models assembled. So that's Help. not in, going to happen. In your face again? Yeah. Um, so. The raptors aren't assembled. <laughs> the, I was proxying all of it because um, I didn't have time to, to build and paint it. So. Well, in all of your faces then, maybe we'll have a game tonight. Well, I mean, we can have a game, but it's not going to be 
what people expect to see. I just want to be realistic about it. So, hey. All right, guys. Have a good one.